When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. For another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com. The Hoop Heads Podcast Network, and with Father's Day right around the corner, there is no better gift to give than everything they've got available at manscaped.com. And if you type in this code word between you and I and everybody listening, fast break, all one word. That's right, fast break, all one word. You get 20% off plus free shipping for the awesome Lawnmower 4.0 or anything available now at manscaped.com. Well, we're going to be talking a little bit about the NBA playoffs and then get into one question that we left as a cliffhanger, especially for Laker Tom, on last Friday's show. And that was, should the Lakers run it back? So we'll be talking about that here in a few minutes. But first off, I want to go ahead and give everyone a quick NBA playoffs update. And you know who the winner of the NBA playoffs is? Healthy ankles, because that seems <laughs> to be the thing right now with health. And a lot of ankle injuries going down. Obviously, that crippled the Lakers and their chances and was the reason why they're not competing today, in my opinion, as I said on the Friday show. But also, we have the situation today with Kyrie Irving going down. And he remained out for the rest of the second half. And unfortunately, he was not able to return. And that was partially the reason why the series is now tied between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. They're at 2-2. We also have Philadelphia now distancing itself, even with Joel Embiid's gimpy knee. As you can see, we're going to be bringing that up here for you in a sec. But I wanted to ask you this, Magic Man, with Philadelphia now leading, and it's now tied in Milwaukee with Brooklyn 2-2. What are your thoughts on the Eastern Conference playoffs right now? Wow, Gerald. It's it's really taking kind of a... uh... I wouldn't say it's a calamity for the Nets right now, but it's pretty close to one. You have a rookie coach, Steve Nash, who's basically still trying to figure out who he is as a coach. And now he has to learn on the fly how to deal without two-point scorers at a time now. James Harden 
coming back might be a good thing, and it might not. I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent either. No, but so he is closer. What, to, what I was, what the latest word was, closer to coming back. Right, but the the concern here is that without Kyrie in this particular series, Milwaukee can throw different defensive matchups at Brooklyn that ordinarily they wouldn't be able to throw them. Even though they're missing somebody like Dante DiVincenzo, they still have a number of guys who can defend the Brooklyn net at a high level. And, I mean, we've seen it these past two games. Brooklyn has just struggled to get to 100 points. And Milwaukee could keep any any of the – Four of the seven games under 120, that they would give themselves a pretty good chance to win. So, I mean, depending on Brooklyn's health here, Gerald, I'm still saying it's a seven-game series. Just, I have no idea who I would favor right now. Well, certainly it looks a lot different than it did just a couple of days ago with now Milwaukee tying everything up as they head back to Brooklyn. So we'll see what happens there. Philadelphia has now taken a lead. In that series, two games to one, but they looked really impressive their last game in Atlanta after Atlanta has taken the first game, but Philadelphia has won the last two games very convincingly. And here today to talk about the Lakers, plus a little bit of the NBA playoffs as well, is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. I'm saying right now that Philadelphia will go as far as Joel Embiid's knee will take them. I think that's a pretty accurate description of it, Gerald. You know, it's it's Embiid's knee, Harden's hamstring, Kyrie's ankle. You know, you look at those those two situations, and and even you know, even even when you get into the situation and the West, you you've got Mike Conley mm-hmm. uh, situation. So, if you're the uh, Phoenix Suns, you you might be smiling right now, thinking that they could uh, really find a freeway to the championship. Um, and I think that, you know, as the Lakers, unfortunately, discovered, the Phoenix Suns are one hell of a team. They're yeah. one hell of a team. But again, as I said on Friday, I think if AD and LeBron are healthy, it's a totally different matchup. If you have to take yeah. AD out of the situation like you did for most of the series and LeBron, who was not at 100% or anywhere near it throughout the entire series, and you take them to six games, I mean, that that totally tells me a different story could have been had had they been healthy. But Again, that's the, that's the Friday episode, so hopefully you get a chance to check that out. But wrapping up the West, Magic Man real quick. And again, Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, and Laker Tom are here from Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Phoenix has a commanding 3 to nothing lead as they head into Game 4 in Denver. Now I got it right. Game 4 into Denver coming up. But also as well, you've got Utah, as with the Clippers having a strong performance at home making it a two-to-one Utah lead. But how are you seeing the Western Conference playoffs shaping up as of now, Sean? We know the numbers. There's been 142 times in the NBA plus where a team is up 3-0. 142 times the team that is up 3-0 has advanced. There's only been two other times that a team was down 3-0 and came back to force a game seven. Neither of those Teams really showed up in the game seven, so history is still to be written there. I I will say this though, Gerald, 
it won't it won't happen in this series, but in our lifetime, there will be an NBA team who is down three oh that will come back and win the series. Oh yeah, the odds say it eventually that will happen. Yeah, definitely. It's just not this go around. Hats off to Monty Williams. He's he's really found a way to just suffocate Denver despite Nikola Jokic's best efforts. He's just been able to choke their pick and roll offense. Without Joe Murray, they're they're a shell they're for themselves offensively. And Chris Paul is just picking them apart. I mean, he's just and Michael Porter Jr. Speaking of health, his back, you know, has made him uh, less effective. Obviously, you could tell he's he's hurting right there on the court. Yeah, and and Gerald, we know we know the history with with backs and big men. I mean, it look at what it did to Bill Walton. So I yeah. mean, if if a bad back is really affecting Michael Porter Jr., um, it really it, it does affect how Denver. Their their whole team going forward. If if he yeah. does have this back problematic issue, I mean he 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 lost a whole year in Missouri because of this, and now yep. coming back again. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be something to see for the rest of this week. Again, give you a recap: Phoenix is up three nothing on Denver, looking like they're going to go ahead and move on to the Western Conference Finals with relative ease. You have the Clippers and Utah, with Utah now holding a 2-1 to one game lead, but the Clippers did win game three convincingly. Could they win game four and tie this thing up? We'll wait and see. Philadelphia and Atlanta. Philadelphia leads that series 2-1. to one. Philadelphia looks like it has all the momentum on their side, so we'll see what happens there. Again, all dependent on Joel Embiid's knee because Danny Green is out for the playoffs, or at least out two weeks. He's out two weeks with an injury himself, a calf injury. So injuries are all over the place, and health is a concern at this point in time. I know DeAndre Hunter for Atlanta is a a great, great young player, unfortunately is out for the rest of the playoffs. So you see the injuries are starting to mount up, and Milwaukee and Brooklyn are tied. So that series just got a lot more interesting. So we'll see how it plays out and give you updates right here at the Lakers Fast Break. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I know you've been hearing about Manscaped on all those other programs and podcasts. Well, Manscaped and the Hoopheads Podcast Network are working together on something fantastic. And oh my goodness, have we got a deal for you. Manscaped.com has just released their wireless, waterproof, and rechargeable Lawnmower 4.0, which offers their trademark skin-safe replaceable blades that gets you the ultra-close shave exactly where you need it. Head on over to manscaped.com and choose from the huge list of men's grooming and lifestyle products, including the ultra-popular Lawnmower 4.0 Body Groomer, and get 20% off at Manscaped, plus free shipping with the promo code FASTBREAK at manscaped.com. That's right, just type in FASTBREAK, all one word at checkout, at Manscaped and get ready to start looking good this summer from your friends at Manscaped, the Hoopheads Podcast Network, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It is the Lakers Fast Break. We're here to talk some Lakers. And I wanted to get that NBA playoff update out of the way so that we can talk what we were going to go ahead and just chew the fat on here on this episode of the Lakers Fast Break. And that was comments that were made on the exit interviews for the Lakers as they finished their series against Phoenix. And to a man, it seemed like all of them want to, quote-unquote, run it back. 
So <laughs> we were joking. I don't know if Tom heard that episode, but we were joking that we were all going to say that we should all run it back and have Andre Drummond be the star and showcase of the actual team just to get him irritated. But, you know, we can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> so, But be that as it may, I'm going to put it out to Tom first. Tom, if you're sitting in the chair, the big chair, which you often would like to do instead of Rob Palenka, would you like to run it back? It all comes down to what's the definition of running it back, Gerald. Well, I think you know what it is in this case. <laughs> well, let's set the stage by asking you the question. Did we run it back last year or did we actually decide not to run it back? We made some tweaks to the roster that I had said at that time. I know a lot of people were in love with it. I know you were in love with it. And I'm not going to say, uh, you know, that's I'm not trying to argue or anything like that. I just know that you were much more in love with it and along with a lot of other experts. I remember Zach Lowe raving on and on about the chasm between the Lakers and Many everybody else. Many people said the Lakers had the best offseason. Yeah, exactly. More than one, you know. And I was right. like, eh, I don't know. And I'm not going to say I was right on it because I was also wrong about Serge Ibaka. He would have, been, if had he been on the Lakers right now, he would still be out with back surgery. So it wouldn't have been, helped the Lakers at all had they gotten him instead of Montrezl Harold. So they made some tweaks. But they kept, what, maybe six of their top eight, I think, would probably be the best way to say it. I think that they're still going to keep quite a few players that are not going to go anywhere. I, don't I think financially it. they have to. Yeah, well, in a way, they're in a tough situation because they have no cap space. They have only really three players that they could theoretically trade easily, which would be KCP, Kyle Kuzma, and then Kalen Horton Tucker, since they have his rights as a restricted free agent. And then they got a bunch of guys that basically they're going to lose for nothing. Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, unless they sign and trade him. Or so, Alex Caruso. Yeah, Alex Caruso, I think there's no way they're going to let him go. And I don't see Caruso being, uh, a, he's been, being he's thrilled been being by an offer by from the teams. Cleveland Cavaliers or any yeah. other team out there looking for him. The big question when you come to the, are they going to run it back? Are these insane comments from Rob Polinka and Frank Vogel that Andre Drummond is the center of choice? We know now in retrospect that Drummond was promised a starting job. And he kept that all the way till the very last game, till the elimination game that the Lakers lost to the Suns. You got to did not play in that particular game. So you got two pieces of evidence. You got the front office and the coaching staff saying, Drummond could be a great fit. We just didn't have time to integrate him into the offense. And then on the other hand, you have Frank Vogel obviously deciding with some consultation with uh, Rob Palenka to bench Andre Drummond in the elimination game and trying to, in a last gasp, hope to save the season. At the heart of this whole thing for me is the whole question about what kind of team do you want to build? Do you want to build a modern team that has three-point shooting, because that's always been the formula for winning with LeBron James. Surround the man with great three-point shooting, and you have a chance to win a championship. You put Anthony Davis in the, that formula, and it becomes even more important to have three-point shooting. And uh, we saw some indications of how positive that could be. The best lineup of the five-men lineups that the Lakers had during the year 
was that starting lineup with Marcus All at center that a lot of us, including myself, criticized heavily during the year. But the simple fact is, is that when you have your center playing out on the perimeter, it opens up lanes to attack the basket. And the Lakers strength is really as a is really not their three point shooting. It's really their ability to attack the rim. Because that's what LeBron does. That's what AD does. That's what uh, Dennis Schroeder does. That's his strength. And it's also Talon Horton Tucker's strength. If you want to have a team that's be successful, the one thing that you've got to do is to understand that Andre Drummond is not the right fit for this team going forward. What they need to do is to find somebody who can really, you know, I've made my opinion on this clear in dozens of articles that Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers is a center that I think the Lakers should pursue. And the good news is that there are rumors that the Lakers are interested in him. The bad news is so are a bunch of other teams that probably can make a bigger offer for him if they want to. And then also I think the Lakers need to do something about the point guard position because Dennis Schroeder still only had a 2.1 assist to turnover ratio and still only shot 32% from three. So that's not good enough to really be a modern point guard. He does not have good ball security. And the other side is that he wants more money than the Lakers are willing to pay. More money than, like Jamie says, every every month that uh, that Schroeder has played, he's, he's dropped his value in the free agency market. And then finally, you can't have a starting shooting guard who's in most teams your number one scorer whose average is less than 10 points the last two years and only shoots three, three, three or four threes per game. The Lakers need to basically revamp their starting lineup. I think that they can easily bring back a lot of guys, Markeith Morris, Alex Caruso, guys that are going to be good players for them off of the bench, but they need to upgrade Dennis Schroeder, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Andre Drummond if they want to be a championship team next year. Well, I'm I'm going to say I, I agree with you and I disagree with you. Do where I disagree with you is that I think the Lakers now, if they stood toe-to-toe with everyone with a full healthy roster, I think they would be at or near the favorites still for the for the world championship. But, but are you also including in that decision? Let me qualify okay. that. Well, I was going to agree with you on this. I was going to agree with you. I would still like all of the changes that you suggest. Okay. Yes. Well, I think that you also have to take in the fact, yeah, what if the Lakers were 100% healthy? They would, would have they won win? that series against Phoenix. What if Brooklyn was 100% healthy? They would still be Brooklyn. You know, I don't know about that because the one thing that we've seen with Brooklyn is that we've seen that they can win with two superstars. If you have three and one of them is injured, you still go out there with the ability to, as long as you've got good role players and they've done a, they've done a better job than anybody expected them to do in developing some role players who fit on that team. Well, I'm going to uh, say this. I'm going to say this. If the Lakers were healthy and Brooklyn's healthy, the Lakers have the number one defense in the NBA. And in a playoff matchup like that, you're going to go ahead and find ways to go ahead and slow Brooklyn down enough to get the win, I think, in my opinion. You could, I mean, we saw I, it I in Milwaukee. disagree with you because we don't have stoppers that are going to stop three people, three superstars. Sure? Well, we had a great defense well, well, for most of the year. Well, go ahead, on, Matt. Hold on. Yeah, thanks, Cheryl. I just want to say, P.J. Tucker has done 
like a one-on-one, like a a textbook job on how to guard Kevin Durant. I mean, you can't stop Kevin Durant. You can only hope to contain him. But that man has shrunk the floor. He's he's keeping up with them from the half court. He's not letting KD get set up and drilling 32, 33-footers. He's he's willing to sacrifice spacing because he knows Giannis and Drew Holiday are behind him. And like Gerald was saying, if you can't rely on James Harden getting to the cup, Milwaukee's just going to find ways to chop away at their offense. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Tom, I think the actual problem would be in a Brooklyn Lakers matchup would be Kyrie Irving. And then for the the Brooklyn Nets, they don't have a good matchup with LeBron or AD. KD would have to go and guard AD, and that would be a problem more for AD than KD. Because KD would still put up a lot of shots, but AD, because what he can do on both ends of the floor, healthy, mind you, it's healthy. It just would be a lot. And then, of course, who matches up with LeBron uh, on, on Brooklyn? Who does Brooklyn have? Brooklyn doesn't have a LeBron stopper. Jeff Green? I mean, come on. Uh, you know, it's it's something right there for – I think it would be a very good matchup. I'm going to say we'd go down to the wire seven games, but ultimately I think defense win. But, again, that's that's neither here nor there. I agree with you on all the changes. I think in today's NBA – the five spot is a big problem for all these teams. I mean, everybody talks about Gobert, how well he did in the first two games, the Clippers series. And then you saw that the Clippers exposed him in that third game. And just like they did last year, where they played him off the court. Almost every five man that's out there has issues to where they're, if you find the weaknesses, even, even Miles Turner, although Miles Turner is probably one of the best that can do it, stay on the perimeter, shoot from the perimeter, and guard from the perimeter, and be someone that's good switching. Still, the five spot is something I think that's kind of an enigma in today's NBA that is hard to find exactly the right fit that works for everything that you need to do. I mean, you know, like I said, even Rudy Gobert has issues that you can play him off the court. Yeah, it's hard to find a center today who – I mean, you really need three things for a modern center. He's got to be able to stretch the floor with a three-point shooting. He's got to be able to defend other stretch five three-point shooters. And he's got to be able to protect the rim. He's got to be able to so, switch too on smaller guys. Yeah, right. And we're so, seeing with Ivica Zupats, who we right. all love, he's the getting thing, The thing with the Lakers, though, is that assuming that you can find a guy who can do 
number one and three, which is basically stretch the floor and protect the rim, you then have another guy in that starting lineup named Anthony Davis who can do the perimeter yeah. defending on everybody. So it's or, the perfect or, matchup. Or. Figuring that you're only going to play two-thirds of the game anyway mm-hmm. because we're going to play a third of the game with small ball of some form. Yeah. And so you need those combinations. I actually think it's kind of been a mistake, and I think that teams are scrambling around now trying to figure out how how to make that center position more valuable because – for one thing, I think that if the playoffs continue the way that they're looking right now, I think it's going to be Philadelphia against Phoenix. And if it's Philadelphia against Phoenix, then it's really can a young player like Aiton really handle Joel Embiid, assuming that Joel's healthy. What comes around goes around. And if Embiid wins a championship this year, it's going to make the center position much more valuable. Teams will be looking for what to do with that. But there's no doubt that it's been it's been minimized and and demonized and a lot of old school centers or, or old school fans are upset with it. And 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 I don't normally agree with the old school fans, but I happen to think that the Lakers, for example, I watched I watched very closely in the game that we played against the Pacers. And one thing that really impressed me about the Pacers was how close their perimeter players could defend the Lakers players for one simple reason, that they had Miles Turner erasing everything that goes to the rim. So that's my whole problem with running it back. Running it back just can't include Andre Drummond. Sometimes it also comes down to teams recognizing the willingness of that player to change the way they play. Like, for example, Brooke Lopez was an old school center. Now, everybody thinks to Brooke Lopez as being one of the more new centers in the NBA. But Brooke was a plodding low-post player for the first, you know, 75% of his career. Marcus Gasol did not start learning basketball on the perimeter. He was also a low-post player. But Memphis developed him to a modern-day center. Kristaps Porzingis is huge disappointment when it comes to the modern day center probably the biggest cautionary tale when it comes to the modern center if you invest a lot of time and money into this situation and you don't have the proper for example the knicks were willing to trade christophs perzingis because they saw him every day in the gym that, that's just the modern fact, ladies and gentlemen. They saw him every day. They saw his habits. They saw the way he worked. And the Mavs were willing to take that on. Now nobody will. That that contract is a complete albatross, given the fact that Porzingis basically gives you nothing if he's not uh, hitting his three-point shot. So there, there are cautionary tales when it comes to going down the rabbit hole of this modern-day NBA center. Well, there's the injury, there's injuries too, Sean. And just you know, these when you're that big and you're carrying that weight around, and and you're jumping and coming down on people's ankles and so forth, uh, man, it's 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 easy to lose your entire investment in a player like that. Tom, do you Andrew do you Bynum? Andrew Bull? Bynum is a perfect example. Do you remember Minute Bowl? Yep. Did you remember that he once made six threes and a half once? Hmm. 
Yep. I would say Manu Bowl is a is a better pure three point shooter than Chris Tupps for instance, and he was seven seven. Well, I I don't know if I'd agree with that. I still remember the tape of Porzingis that happened during the recruiting, and I was actually rooting for the Lakers to take him. Uh, yeah, you, and both, Tom, you and I both, Tom. You and I both. Actually, he yeah. was here in Vegas, down the about maybe a couple miles away from where I'm at right now. He where he did his famous workout and I was hoping for him to be picked too because I was nearby and I got to see when they started the workout video and whatnot and I I liked what I saw I still have hope for him Kristaps but again that's gonna I think be in a different environment I don't think it's gonna work out in Dallas but well again, Dallas has got to do something to just not waste to not waste championship opportunities with with Luca the you know the the thing about these centers is that as as Sean aptly brought up, the smart guys have figured out that hey, I just can't be a back low post back to the basket center. I need to expand my game, you know. Even if it's yeah. even if it's a mid range jumper, you need to get something else. I mean, I, I read this article the other day about uh, this was a complaining article from um, Zubak, who's saying, you know, listen, every day I show the coach I can shoot the three. I'm shooting eighty percent from the free throw line. And they won't let me shoot him. <laughs> so watch, he'll probably and then, go and then, somewhere you know, and, and make and then, they, and then just just like with the Lakers, and then they go and bring in you know this 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 old guy who can't even stay healthy just because he can stretch the floor. A lot of the strategy that's going into the games and determining who's going to win are the lineups that people are doing and what they're doing with respect to the center position. You know, and, and Tom, think about all the centers. Somebody like Greg Popovich rolled out there for his offense. Matt Bonner, Boris Diaz, right. Tim Duncan. I mean, he just doesn't care. I'm going to put you in the center position. You need to be able to shoot. You need to be able to defend. And if you don't, the guy on the bench will take your spot. Yep. Look at the Clippers. Ty Lue's made some excellent adjustments, I think, in, in this series that – Mm-hmm. I wish Frank Vogel had been as flexible of, of starting a small ball lineup, you know, rather yeah. than sticking with the same five guys and the, the same approach to the, to the game, you know, and, and so, the Clippers, you know, they're the best shooting three point team in the league. And I think a lot of it comes from Frank Vogel's defensive positioning that he it's defense first. And, you know, you, you talk about adding all of these big heavy shooters. He might not even play them, you know, they might not even make the, the rotation because you better be able to play defense. So that limits the guys you can get. You're not, you know, Ben McLemore is not going to be brought back. Yeah. You know, that's no. pretty simple to everybody, you know, because every a guy, you know, you don't want a guy who's going to get hunted on every single possession. It's going to be a challenge for Palinka this summer. And in many ways saying that we want to run it back kind of sets the stage for not anything dramatic happening, which is probably the reality of, what trading chips we have right now. You're going to have to find the right spots in the right places and get somebody who, who's going to, you know, I mean, I think Kuzma is a very attractive piece, but you're probably going to have to put a draft pick with him in order to, to really lure somebody. And KCP at this point in time, you probably have to include what is really our number one draft pick opportunity, which is THT. This is a kid who theoretically would be a lottery pick and, and I don't see how you can keep him. I think you got to use him. You, you basically are going to make two trades. You're going to trade KCP and you're going to trade Kuzma. And you're hoping to get two players out of those trades. 
and you're going to have to add to either one of those situations, draft picks, second rounders, first rounders, and your young star, which is what everybody wants. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to compete with these teams that that haven't spent five draft picks on getting AD and you know and and are are looking for something in the, in the right situation. And a lot of it may be determined by guys that uh, you know. I, do we sign and trade? Do we you know we can do a sign and trade for our players to send them out, and that doesn't hard cap us. But if we bring a guy in using a sign and trade, we add a player via sign and trade. Like a like a anybody that you're talking about, like Russell Westbrook, there, and hard cap you, and and that will really make it difficult to keep THD to keep Caruso because we won't have enough money. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Sean, I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts because we already heard Laker Tom and my thoughts, and we agree uh, on exactly that. It shouldn't be the same. should almost be the same, but it shouldn't be the same. We shouldn't run it totally back. But I want to hear your thoughts on you. Do you think, officially, do you think that we should run it back? No, Gerald. I think we're in a unanimous agreement here. We, we should not run it back. The rumor is that that um, FC Barcelona is going to pick up the Brinks truck and offer Marcus all a lot of money. They've paid Nicole Mertic a lot of money. They pay Powell a lot of money. I think they would pay Mark a lot of money. I think Mark would retire from the NBA and finishes out his career out at La Liga with his brother. From what I read, from what Marquis said, it sounds like he might retire. He said his the ideal way for him to go out would be, you know, run it back one more time and then win it back to back with AD and LeBron. That's what he said his goal was. So it sounds pretty iffy, personally. I'd rather give that spot to a younger player 
or a developmental player that you bring in elsewhere. I just think they need to fill out that back end of the roster with players that can actually give you a chance to play, as opposed to a lot of those spaces. And Laker Tom and I discussed this before, Jared Dudley notwithstanding. I'm talking about some of the you know the two-way guys. Kaycock and Atentacumpo, they didn't have a chance to play in the NBA. They were not no. players like, let's say, a two-way player like Caruso that you could see an upwards mobility for. I mean, they got to go ahead and, and think a lot clearer about that back end of the roster. Yes, they do need to make some tweaks and changes up on the, you know, in between the first 10 on the roster. But that last five, I think they need to take more seriously and not worry just about saving cap space. I mean, we're seeing in the playoffs. Cameron Payne was an individual that was an individual right there we could have gotten on the back end of the roster. Reggie Jackson was someone on a buyout. I understand he had friends in Clippers land, but. Had we made the right maneuvers, could have been someone that we could have gotten there. There are several players that are making contributions that started out on their team at the back end of the roster. It would have been great. Yeah. I just think they need to take it more seriously. As long as you continue to go ahead and throw away those spots to players who will never play for you any quality minutes in a playoff game or a regular season game, for that matter, it doesn't make any sense. In the playoffs, your your best players have your best players in a four out of seven. If your best players are your best players, you'll win. But you're right. You need that depth. You need that cushion, that offensive cushioning in the NBA playoffs where some guy can just get a spark going in a game or in a series that lets out a sigh of relief for everybody on the bench. And we just we haven't seen that lately. You're right. Like from the ninth or tenth guy to the end of the bench, it's just been it's just been this replacing him. He's replacing that guy, and it's just, it, you know, it's like a sub-zero effect. It's not really yeah. registering. The problem is more with the starting lineup. We have three starters that I don't think would start for very many of the teams that are going to be in the playoffs next year. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. You know, I mean, yeah, KCP, I look, at, look at the shooting guards that are in the playoffs. You're talking about, you know, guys like Donovan Mitchell and – you know, I mean, it's ridiculous when you compare KCP to these guys. Same thing with Schroeder. You're going up against Drew Holiday and Chris Paul. And we got three guys in our starting lineup who are drags on AD and LeBron rather than complimenting them. Well, we'll see what happens if they can make the changes. But if you have thoughts on it, I know a place where you can go to share your thoughts on whether the team should run it back. And the best place to go and these guys will go ahead and respond to you, is Lakerholics.com. You can find a lot of great articles. I know Laker Tom has a chance now to catch up on some stuff. I know Sean has been there writing a ton of stuff. I know also as well Jamie Sweet with his five things. I even dropped my big board 1.0 on there. So you want to go ahead and check that out at Lakerholics.com. Those are my thoughts on the 30 best players right now in the NBA draft. But I will say that if you get a chance, please be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Please support us at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. And then, of course, Father's Day is around the corner. Manscaped.com, 20% off plus free shipping. It doesn't get any better than that by using the code, all one word, fast break. But, guys, I expect to see you back on Friday. I want Trader Tom to come back. We're going to go ahead and get Trader Tom back in gear. We're going to go ahead and get Magic Man with his ideas on who he wants to target in the off season and maybe we'll get those rumors started we'll go ahead and start that speculation 
maybe we'll even get hired by the team in the offseason. There he goes, you know, in the boardroom there with Kalenka and all that. So we'll see what happens. But I want Laker Tom to get that trading Tom hat out. And you know he's all over social media once he gets Trader Tom out. So hopefully you will be part of what we see and hear on Friday's show right here at the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. He, Laker Tom, right here, yeah, right there, is Laker Tom, at Laker Tom on Twitter. Then you have Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. You can find him at Lakerholics. But guys, I hope to see you on Friday where we'll talk trades, where we'll talk targets, where we'll talk free agents, where we'll talk all that good stuff. We're going to go ahead and speculate on who the Lakers might get on Friday's show right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.